Hello out there in podcast line and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network where your hosts have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give you our insight of the film, and we play a couple games games at the end. I'm your host, Hollywood, and I'm joined by my co-host, Adam. Hello! This week, we're watching Now You See Me from 2013 since the sequel came out this past weekend. Yeah. So we decided to watch the original one, and let's see, well, I haven't seen Now You See Me too. I don't know if I'll see it. But uh, let's just see if you saw Now You See Me too. Let's see how it holds up based on what we said. Yeah. Now, based on uh, – who said this? Somebody – I heard a podcast. Somebody uh, – oh, uh, Brian Bishop on The Crawler Show. He was saying they, they missed a huge opportunity to name this sequel Now You Don't. Oh, yeah. That was, that was like a – it would have been great. Mm-hmm. It would have been perfect. But missed opportunity. That was Bald Brian? I feel like that's like a stupid atchety no, that's like not, joke. That's, no. Well, I, he, he was very angry about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> This movie was directed by Louis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they uh, they should have called it. Uh, no, you don't. It's <laughs> my Atchity. Oh, we have Matt Atchity, an editor-in-chief of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. You lead an interesting life. But instead, I'm going to talk about myself for the next 30 right. minutes. It's a, the thing about movie reviews is you got to put it in a bubble. You can't say, I don't like horror movies, and then review a horror movie. You see, when I worked in construction, <laughs> I used to like horror movies. <laughs> this movie, now you see me, was directed by Louis Leterrier. French guy. Ooh. Starring Mark Ruffalo, Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, Isla Fisher, and Baby Franco, Dave Franco. Let me show you the brief synopsis, Adam. An FBI agent and an Interpol detective track a team of illusionists who pull off bank heists during their performances and reward their audiences with the money. Have you ever seen this before, Adam? Yes, I have. I saw it. My then fiance at the time, who's my current wife, said, hey, hey, have you seen this Now, now You See Me movie? I go, eh, I wasn't really interested. She goes, let's rent it on Redbox. I go, okay, we rented it, and here we are to talk about it. Uh, a little, <laughs> little tangent. Uh-huh. Would it be accurate to call her your ex-fiance? Well, because she's my wife now. Right. That title is down now. Yeah. I just never thought of that. It's kind of a interesting little thing. I know. It, it could be a fun way to say this is my wife. Yeah. It's my ex-fiance. My wife. What? <laughs> I'm married now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. I might use that. All right. <laughs> So there's a lot of moving pieces in this movie, Adam. Oh man! So wh- what do you want to do this with is, this? I uh, is it going to be too hard to break it down? No, I think scene? it's pretty good. Okay, here's my thing. All right, let me get this off right <laughs> off the bat. All right. So these four. Okay, let's just jump into this. There's four. <laughs> there's four magicians. Yeah. Well, it, it opens up with a great. What I think is a great little monologue to set to get you in the mood for what the movie is. Mm-hmm. We we got Facebook talking about the entire. Uh, this is what illusionist is. Look closely, because you, if you think you're blah blah blah, mm-hmm. they'll trick you and look over there and blah blah blah. It's like the opening to Prestige, the Prestige. Yes, where he says uh, the first pot, which also has Michael Caine. Yeah, the first oh, yeah. pot is the reveal. Yeah, the next pot is the turn. Mm-hmm. The next pot is the Prestige. Yes, but you can't make something disappear. You have to bring it back. And then right. Hugh Jackman walks in. No, yeah. uh, Bale walks in. Oh, no, there were two of them. That's the yeah. spoiler for a movie that's like 11 years old. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, he gives a monologue like, whatever you see can be manipulated. If you look too close, yeah, we're just going to pass he, you the, by. I, I liked him in this role because he was he was still Facebook. It was like the same persona. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Zucker? Whatever. Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah. No, but in, the, with the Facebook guy. Oh, the the real Facebook guy. Yeah. Mark Zucker. Mark Zucker, yeah. He, he, the same kind of persona is what he's playing here, which I think he does good at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you try to get him to be a uh, villain in a super popular franchise, uh, as Lex Luthor, then you're, no, mm-hmm. doesn't do good there. Even in, uh, what was it, American Ultra? Mm-hmm. It was, he was fine for that kind of role. He's kind of like 
weak and spindly type of dude, but yeah. But not as Lex Luthor. No, Lex Luthor's bad. And the thing that pisses me off about that movie is when the se- the senator chick meets Lex Luthor and Lex Corp. Yeah. She goes, oh, look at you, Lex, with your name on the company. He goes, nah, that was my dad who's the Lex on Lex Corp. And I'm like, so are you Lex Luthor? Are you Lex Luthor Jr.? Yeah. Can someone explain this to me, please? No. Too many other things to talk about in this movie. Does this world t- <laughs> take place... In the fucking yeah. Nolan universe, we like, talk. We, we'd like we like to talk about that, but we have uh, subplots B, C, D, E, and F to get to before uh-huh. this movie ends. And you can't join our Justice League unless your mom's name is Martha. <laughs> I almost walked out of that movie, Adam. I'm serious. Well, when I heard him go, "Your mother's name's Martha." Yeah. All right, I'll help you. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I saw a meme that was uh, a Marvel version of that. Where I think it was Captain America and uh, and Iron Man. Uh-huh. Mom's like me, Martha. Neither is mine. All right, let's stop fighting. <laughs> oh, I saw a meme that had them. F- they're about to run into each other, and Deadpool's in the middle, and he goes, "Um, dot dot dot. No one's mom is named Martha." <laughs> Beautiful. That's good, dude. That is gonna be a joke that's gonna haunt fucking that movie forever. Yes, absolutely. The Martha thing. So dumb. And it didn't help that they. Because I watching that movie, I'm like, Jesus Christ, the opening. I know. It looks like we're reviewing Batman v. Superman. Right. <laughs> but over that movie, I'm like, oh, fucking another. We got to watch his parents die again. Everyone knows the story. Yeah. My grandma knows how Bruce Wayne became Batman. But at least it was quick in this one. They, 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 they kind of yeah. used to do it, at least. But they kept showing you yeah. her tombstone that said Martha Wayne. Yeah. They kept fucking throwing that in your face. They, they need you to Martha Wayne. Martha. So yeah. later on, they use it as a huge plot device. <laughs> so how does that make him not want to kill him? <laughs> Because he thinks, did he realize? Oh fuck! He's a human. He's like me. He has a kind of. But it's also a whole thing. If I save her, it's like I'm saving my mom. It's kind of like a second chance to save your own mom. That's the way I. It's real dumb. Well, anyway, yeah. So now you see. Now me. you see me. So, yeah, these, so, so Facebook gave us a speech, and then the, we're introduced these four magicians. Yeah, all of them do different little, tricks. Yeah. Uh, Woody Harrelson is a hypnotist. Yeah, a mentalist type of. Uh-huh. Uh Yeah. Franco is more Franco. And Eisenberg are more like street magicians. Like, pick a card, any card. Oh, I can make this uh, spoon bend. Right. And then Issa Fisher is like an over-the-top, like, David Blaney mixed with um, Copperfield. Like, over-the-top using props and, like, these crazy tricks. Yeah. Piranha It's it's Jim Carrey from the... uh you, oh, you've seen that movie? Incredible oh, Understand. I'm so glad because I, I want to reference that movie. Okay. Good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you saw that. Yeah. Okay. So each of them is given a tarot card by someone who's wearing a hoodie. Right. Like someone is watching all of them and they, they somehow get a tarot card on their person. Right. They get delivered a tarot card after we're introduced to what their deal is. Uh-huh. So we, we, we see Eisenberg. He's uh does his street magic thing. He ends up taking a groupie home. Uh, there's a card there. Oh, all right. Get out, lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rudy Harrelson uh, cons this guy out of some money because he convinces him to pay him for not telling his wife that he's cheating on him. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a card. Uh, the girl did a weird trick where she almost got eaten by piranhas but then appeared somewhere else. Cards in the piranha tank. Uh-huh. Uh, the uh, Jack. Baby Franco. Baby Franco. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, 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 he pickpockets. Yeah, he, he cons a guy... He gives the guy hundred bucks. He says, "I'll give you a hundred bucks if you can uh, figure out how I do this trick." Right. The guy says, "There's a spoon up your sleeve. Give me my hundred bucks." He's like, "There you go." And then he's like, "Where's my wallet?" Yeah. Then and he Baby steals Franco, his wallet, his watch. Baby Frank. Baby Franco's leaving, but then he bumps into the hoodie yeah. guy, and now he's like, "Where's my wallet?" So he gets reverse pickpocketed. Uh-huh. Yeah, like he, Matt Damon in Ocean's Eleven, right? Where he gets pickpocketed by yeah. Danny Ocean. Yeah. And then he gets, he gets the card in there. So, mm-hmm. so these are the four main characters. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They all meet at an apartment. 
we, we find out that uh, uh, Facebook and Wedding Crashers, they have this uh, link that used to be uh, partners with each other. Uh-huh. It's official was the Crazy Chicken Wedding Crashers. Yes, I know. Yeah. That's that's Sasha Baron Cohen's wife. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. They're married and Way to go, man. And they have a kid or two. Nice. Yeah. Good job, Sasha. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so they sent off some trigger that plays like it's like a minority report style like yes. monitor that appears the 3D uh, map uh-huh. that are schematics for something a show mm-hmm. which i don't know how they know that by looking at it like hey these are plans for a show oh well, okay. i think cuz one of them looked like a stage that had like chairs and stuff oh, okay i think it was the new orleans stage I okay. think that was in those blueprints. Yeah, you also saw the vault door. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of things happening which mm-hmm. come to play later. Yes, uh, and then it's like, all right, cut to a year later. Uh-huh. We're the Four Horsemen. Uh, they have this huge stage show. Oh, I love this. So they're they're in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, they're, this is like they're like in the biggest built. They're like in the biggest showroom in Vegas, right? Yeah, and at the MGM, I believe. Yeah, looks like it. The person who does the uh, voiceover for to introduce them, uh-huh. the, the 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 intro person, yeah. she's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Four Horsemen," and they all walk out on stage. And Jesse Eisenberg goes, "Now for our last trick." I'm like, "Last trick? You were just introduced." Oh yeah. Where the fuck's the re- <laughs> where's the rest of your show? Oh, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So yeah, yeah. they they come out to do this elaborate trick. So in the crowd is. Morgan Freeman yeah. and his assistant. Here's we, our benefactor. First of all, we got Alfred over here. He's Michael gonna, Caine. He's gonna he's gonna give us. He's, he he pays for everything. Cool. Uh-huh. Uh, but get, it seems like they're on a test run because Michael Caine gets the mic and he goes, "If you're as good as you say you are, yeah, you'll be making more money than me." And I'm like, "So you paid for all this shit and you mm-hmm. don't even know if they can pull this off?" My biggest and possibly the only <laughs> problem with the movie is that. Only problem. Okay. Yeah. The, um, the, I, spoiler alert. I love this movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> this, this, this movie was great. Uh-huh. I'm so excited to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my biggest problem, and maybe the only one, is the fact that Michael Caine is bankrolling this, these four people to do a show, but basically has no idea what they're going to do. Uh-huh. You, you don't put uh, that, that much money behind a show without knowing what it's going to be. I get the, the whole magic thing. You've got to have some qu- kind of like, I can't tell you the tricks, but you can at least perform it for him. Yeah. Don't tell him how you do it, but this is what's going to happen. Is that good? Will you pay for this? That's what happens in the prestige, Adam. When he comes back with the uh, cloning machine, Yeah. they perform a trick for the guy who owns the theater, and he goes, okay, you can have the th- exactly. theater for two weeks. You don't, you, don't, you don't tell them how you did it, what the trick is. You don't reveal what the, how yeah. the churn happens, but this here's the trick. Okay. Cool. Go for it. <laughs> I'll, I will let you perform here at a ridiculously large stage. Uh-huh. Um, and somehow you guys are all very good public speakers now. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> in the crowd, like I mentioned, is Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. He, we find out later, he's an ex-magician who now reveals all the tricks. Yeah, he's a whistleblower pretty much mm-hmm. in the magician community. So he has a camera out. And yeah. the guy's like, oh, excuse me, sir, I need to take your camera. There's no photo or uh, videos allowed. He's yeah. like, oh, I'm so sorry. So yeah. the usher runs off and he pulls out another camera. And I'm like, yeah, wouldn't your camera be taken? Whatever. Mm-hmm. So they do the trick and they go, we're going to call out a random person for the audience. And they have this uh, fishbowl full of balls. Yeah. And they go. Yeah. Section five. Seat row, row two. Five, two. Yeah. Seat B or whatever. Right. So this French guy goes up and like, oh, hello. Yeah. Hello. I'm, I'm uh, Louis. This is to meet everyone. <laughs> and they go, uh, what what bank do you bank with? And he says this fucking French bank. Yeah. And he goes, why don't you come up on stage? So as he goes up on stage. Yeah. Well, the, the whole thing is we're going to do something on this stage that's never been done before on any stage. We're going to rob a bank. Mm-hmm. Now, what bank should we rob? Anybody? Ah, but we pick a number. Hey, you. What bank yeah. do you have? Mm-hmm. Uh, this bank. All right. Come on up here. So when he goes on stage, uh, he gets hit in the stomach by Woody Harrelson, yeah, he, like, which is how he gets people to be hypnotized. Right. 
it's not a hit. He just like taps him. He, boom. Act, he activates him. He, is, yeah. is the way they they refer to it. Yeah. So he's been hypnotized, like I guess already. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not supposed to know this yet. We find out. Yeah. But so yeah, they okay. Here's, <laughs> here's my problem with the movie. Actually, this isn't really a problem. I think magic exists in this world. Here's Un- why. Unclear. Okay. She throws like a that, fucking that was pretty, sheet in the in yeah. the air, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and using like black magic, it morphs into like the shape of like a solid object, and then underneath is like the thing the guy's gonna go in to right. teleport. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Now I know. <laughs> here's the thing, though. Let me explain this. Do you know what the magic castle is? Yeah. I've been there. My okay. best friend, one of my best friends, is a member. So I've been there like fucking fifteen times. I've been there so many times. So yet, I've seen. Yet I have never been. So, we must rectify the situation. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, well, the thing is, I'm not a member. I can't invite people. Right. I get go whenever he goes. Okay. So it's really like his call. All right. Well, let's uh, see what we can do. Anyway, <laughs> so in the Magic Castle, Adam, I've seen the best magicians in the world perform there. Right. And I've seen close-up magic where the magician is right in front of my face, and he still makes the fucking card come back. Where he was secretly pocketing it. I don't know how he did it, but he's so good that he's distracting okay. you. Have, have I, you seen Neil, uh, Neil Patrick Harris perform? No. Okay. I think my friend has. All right. Uh, he saw the guy from the Max and Say by the Bell, the guy who owns the Max, the one who does like those card tricks, like, hey, Zach, pull a card, any card. They got the glasses. He's performed there. Okay. Anyway, my point is these guys have performed in front of me. I've seen guys use like big props, like the piranha tank, like yeah, shit yeah. like that, right? Uh-huh. And magic isn't real. It's all sleight of hand manipulation, all right? This stuff, yeah. But there's no fucking way you can manipulate a piece of cloth to shape into a solid object, and then boom, that thing comes out of nowhere. There's no way. Okay, that's why I'm saying magic has to be real because mm. t- towards the end of this movie, when their fucking tarot cards come together that, as one, that to me is the that only thing is a sign of magic to me. That that's it's it's fancy, and the whole merry-go-round thing. When it lights up and they go, welcome to the eye. Yeah. I think that's like magic, dude. That it's, has to exist. It's fancy stuff. I, I, don't, I wouldn't go as far as like magic. I, I feel like it could be explained somehow. I, I don't know how. I don't have the answers. Okay. When we get to the handcuff scene, okay. I'll explain my next okay. logical thing All right. on how I think magic exists in the world. Okay. All anyway. Right. Well, but okay. But even, even if it does, though, <laughs> at this point, they don't have it yet. They're being tested. But, but it seems like they can wield it to a certain degree. I don't see. I don't know. Her fucking sheet thing, dude. Yeah. Well, th- that I feel like that that could probably be like a hologram of some kind. The, the same kind of technology that made the 3D space somehow uh, where they can touch things. Minority Report status okay. that they've been in the apartment. Something kind of like that. Uh, maybe there's maybe it's, there's a, a, a bunch of strings that are holding the the, 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 the blanket, whatever, and moving it around. These are things that I feel like could be very hard to do, uh-huh. but not impossible. See, I'm such a big critic of these magic tricks. <laughs> it's because I've been to the magic castle where okay. the best of the best perform. I just, I've been in love with magic my entire life. So okay. I, 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 I'm one of those like, I'll believe it. Okay. I, I know it's not real, uh-huh. but I'll buy into the whole mystique of it. And like, okay. Uh, fine. I don't, need, I don't need to know how it happens, but that was amazing. Okay. So there's like a thing, a machine, and they put a thing on his head and they say, this is the device that's going to transport you to Paris. Okay, one, two, three, and then and then it looks like the thing crushes him to death. Yeah, and he winds up in his in a bank vault. He's like, "Oh my god!" And he's hooked up to a live feed. They're, yeah, they're like um, skyping him in right to to the feed in the in the auditorium. Right, it's like he's got a GoPro on his head type of thing. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm in the bank!" And it's yeah. like all euros. He's like, "This is real money!" Oh my god! Yeah, so they they have him sign a card, put the ticket stub, drop it inside the pile of money. Uh huh. 
and then turn on a fan. And it sucks everything up, and then the money shoots out onto the stage. Yeah. And everyone loses their mind, and Morgan Freeman's just like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. And then uh, they're like, okay. We are the four horsemen. We're the four horsemen. Good night. And they yeah. just they take off. Yeah. So then you, the FBI gets involved because that place actually got robbed. Because when the French people actually walk into that bank yeah. vault, it's when, missing. And all that's there is that card with the signature and the ticket stub. Yeah. So they're like, oh, shit. We got to arrest them. So they go up to their suite and they arrest them. And they hold him in in, in a separate interrogation yeah, room. Yeah. This so is great. So we're introduced to Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Who's that lead FBI agent. Right. Here. The Hulk. And then the chick from Inglorious Bastards, Shoshana. Oh, okay. That's, that's where she's from. I recognize her, but I don't know from where. Yeah, she's in Inglorious Bastards. She Got owns it. a movie theater. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's an Interpol agent, and she has to work with Mark Ruffalo. She was assigned. It's mm-hmm. like her first field job because she's been a desk agent. Right. So they're, they're going to work together to figure out how a bank in Paris was robbed from Las Vegas. Right. So they interview them, and they're all doing their stupid ma- Okay, here's another thing. Yeah. Isla Fisher is making a chair spin yeah. on its own. She's using her feet, though. At first, she's using her feet, but then there's a shot where you could see all four of them in their individual cells, yeah. and her feet aren't moving. The the chair yeah. is constantly spinning. But then it falls over. So it's like it was spinning on its own tr- tr- centrifugal force for a while until it ran out. I know. And then fell. But in that shot, yeah. it's not stopping. Here's another thing. Okay. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo is like, okay, a bunch of fucking magicians, whatever. Who, yeah. who gives a shit? So he's being interrogated. No, he's interrogating Jesse Eisenberg. Right. And then there's this crazy trick where Jesse Eisenberg is handcuffed to the desk, yeah. essentially. And then Mark Ruffalo, like, gets up to try to grab him or something. And then Jesse Eisenberg throws. Yeah. He somehow gets out and throws it back onto Ruffalo. Yeah. The handcuffs fly off of his wrist onto Ruffalo's, onto Ruffalo's wrist. wrist. Now he's locked in there. And then he pockets. We find yeah. out later. He pockets Ruffalo's like Blackberry and switches the, it or something. The thing that was cool about that was because I mean, that I feel like could still be happening. He could have picked the locks himself somehow uh-huh. and then threw them in the right way. I mean, these guys are all they're expert with their hands. So they, they need to have huge control over their hands to do like all the tricks that they do. Mm-hmm. So be able to throw with that kind of accuracy so that the cuffs lock on him. I believe that. Uh-huh. But then he's like, is something wrong with your Coke? The unopened Coke opens it and there's the key for the, for the locks are inside that. Okay. He, that's that's impressive. Here's the thing. That's why I think magic is real okay. in this world. In the magic castle, whenever someone does a card trick, they pull it from a box which has already been set up, right? Based on how because the trick to card tricks is the magician has an idea or he knows definitely where the card is inserted in the deck. Right. Okay. So when he says pick a card any card, he can fill, he can either like mess with the card to make it feel a certain way. It's preloaded the yeah. deck. So that, even so, even the first trick you see where Eisenberg is, is does that thought pick a card and he flips through them. Uh huh. There's there's a thing there's where a it's strong like strong emphasis on the seven of diamonds. Right. It's like it's like for a half second you that see card it is longer than longer. any other. Yeah. Yeah. It's stuff like that. But that, again, that's huge. Having nimble hands to be able to control it for I that know, half. I a, hold on. All right. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so, um, so the tricks of the Magic Castle. Yeah. He's done with that. So then he gets a new box with new cards for the next trick, which has already been preloaded. Yeah. How could he have preloaded that into a sealed Coke can unless he performs real magic? Well, he, because the thing is... It has to be real because magic is set up in advance. Right. No. The, the, the thing... And this is this is a problem, another big problem I think you have with the movie. Uh-huh. That everything is set up from the beginning. So he, they're expecting to get arrested. They're expecting to get in that room because they need to get his phone. So the way to get the phone is to get in the interrogation room with him. So everything is planned to the point where they need to get into that room so I can steal the phone from him. So if there's that much planning already, how you've already planned to have that coke somehow. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I'm not, I'm not the master planner here. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not the guy in the hoodie that's making, pulling all the strings. But somehow you're not the botanist growing right? stuff. Yes, exactly. So, but somehow this is, everything is already predetermined, mm-hmm. and it and it and it works out perfectly because wh- whoever's planning this has spent a long time planning this. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Is it safe to assume that the people who are listening to this podcast have already seen this movie? Uh, I would hope so after listening to it. Yeah. Should. Do we reveal the, the Shyamalan twist? Do we save it to the end? The, uh, here's the reason I ask. Okay. Is because... No, I, I think we should reveal it. Okay. Yeah. Here's, here's the... I, like I've said from the beginning, yeah. I hate movies like this where someone plans out every plan and that you need these amazing coincidental circumstances to yeah. happen for your plan to go into effect and they don't factor in variables or anything. Right. Simon Gruber... Yeah, was really smart. Yeah, and he even had some variables that he had to work around. Yeah, he had John McClane and Zeus. Yep, what's his name? Right? Yeah, Sam Jackson. Yeah. Okay, not Hey Zeus. Yeah, <laughs> he had Zeus and, and Zeus, John McClane to deal with. Right, Father of Apollo. Don't fuck with me. I'll put a lightning bolt up your ass. Yeah, Zeus. Oh, actually, no. He knew he was getting John McClane. Yeah, but he didn't factor in Zeus. Yeah, so he. That was a variable. Oh shit! Let me change up yeah. a couple things. Let me send him to Yankee Stadium, and John McClane goes here. He's moving it on the fly. The hoodie guy or girl, yeah, we'll reveal it right now. Yeah. The hoodie guy <laughs> has set this up from the get-go, yes. and everything falls into plan exactly how he planned. Absolutely. And the guy behind it all is Mark Ruffalo, the, the FBI agent, yes. who is behind everything. Yep. So you could make an argument. Yes, you the can. reason absolutely it, the key was set up because it was his co can. He had the key to the cuff so he can give it to him because he's the benefactor. He's the guy planning everything from yeah. the get-go. He's the one teaching him how to do all these crazy hand movements. And, and that's why th- this can all happen. I get that. But here's my big issue. Yeah. I get he has to, like, pretend to chase them through, through New Orleans later on in the movie because yeah. he has to sell to the FBI. I'm still an FBI agent, and I still got to sell that I'm actually trying to apprehend these guys. Right. But he's doing moves that – he's doing some things where I'm like, why the fuck are you doing that? Because Later on in the movie, when the car is about to explode, yeah. he can't factor in when that car is going to explode, right? Who knows when the car is going to explode? Right. But he's in on it, but he's still reaching in there for that fucking piece of paper, knowing there's a dead body in there, knowing that thing can go off at any time. So he's putting himself at risk. Yeah. I know it jumped ahead a little. Yeah. No, but, but like I said, uh, we find out that he's been planning this for like his whole life. Because dad, Casey Jones, died. Right. Casey Jones. Yeah. Yes. He's, yeah, I, he's I the magician. I got so excited when I saw him. I'm like, oh, Casey Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that a Jose Conseco bat? <laughs> Tell me. You didn't pay money for this. Oh, that's Raphael talking to Casey Jones. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah same. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's our Casey Jones. That's our, yes. Not this new one. No. Whatever fucking CW show they got him from. <laughs> but yeah, so he's been playing this for, uh, assuming Since he was a kid, I'm guessing, right? 20, maybe a little, years. Maybe a little past after his dad died. Yeah. So he's, he, assuming he's like 10-ish when, he mm-hmm. di- when his dad dies, uh-huh. he's got to be... Uh, late 30s, mm-hmm. early 40s. So 20, 30 years he's been planning this out. Yeah. To the point where he's infiltrated the FBI, uh-huh. spent his, an entire career mm-hmm. building himself up to the status to make this plan possible. Do you know how hard it is to be an FBI agent? Yeah. Let alone an FBI field agent? Yeah. Let alone someone who can be in charge of a case? Yeah. You really got to fucking work your ass well, off yeah, well, this, to get this, to that point. Th- th- there's a scene that they talk about his the, his dad, the patients that his dad have to uh-huh. to put a card inside of a tree and wait 20 years oh, yeah. to she, make that she trick tells, happen. Yeah, we find out that that's his dad's trick. But yeah. she, uh, the Inglorious Bastards trick explains to him yeah. 
there was a magician who said, I can make a, tree, a card grow on a tree. And yeah. then 20 years later, they cut the tree down and look. No, no. The, the, no the way, how does it go? The, the, the way the, the trick went was he was at a park and he told the guy, um, whatever your card is, uh, uh, what's your card? Find it. It's Five in, of hearts. It's in that tree. They chopped the tree down. Inside the tree, encased in glass, is the card with his signature on it. Mm-hmm. And everyone's, and what she, the? And, she, and she's like, how do you do that? Yeah. And Mark Crawford's like, gee, I don't know. Right. And she's like, he... he As a child, 20 years prior, he, he put, put the, the card, card in the tree while it was growing. Mm-hmm. So the tree grew around the card to do a trick 20 years later. Uh-huh. And that's what this whole thing is about. It's about the foresight and yes. the dedication to uh-huh. the long con. Yes. Which is what Ruffalo is doing. His whole life is for this to happen. Uh-huh. So every detail, for damn sure, is precise and and calculated down to everything. Mm-hmm. And in case it's not, he's on the inside making it go that direction. Uh-huh. So if it's like, oh fuck, here's the variable, I'll, I'll make it happen so that it works out. So anything that could go wrong, he's steering it in a certain direction. Okay, so he's Simon Gruber, not Hans Gruber. Absolutely, he's not smart. He's not. A, he's, he's much smarter than Hans. <laughs> And more communication with his team, for sure. <laughs> is Simon funnier than Hans? Absolutely. Really? Simon, yes. But Hans has the... I read about it in Time magazine. Yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but but Simon's just... He's he's witty and kind of just like just messing with him the whole time. He's a better brother. Call me back in one minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, we need more time. Say that again. Yeah, not a chance. Not a chance. Okay, we got we got three guys. And yeah, <laughs> he's like, shut up, McLean. So, so, seven guys and seven wives. <laughs> Where's the guy going? Who the fuck cares? Ah, <laughs> oh. okay. So yeah, so, so that's the big twist. That's the big Shyamalan twist. So, but but the way it's revealed was amazing. It was great. Yeah, I liked it. I like how. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be Ruffalo. No, no, no. I was expecting it to be uh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I was expecting it that he was like baiting the cops on, but he was actually the benefactor behind it all. Yeah. And then the team turns on him. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Then it's not Freeman. Who the fuck could it be? And I'm like, wait a minute. And then when it's Ruffalo saying, revealing pretty much like, yeah, you know, the, the way he's talking about this. it, it's vague. And it's, it's almost like you're finding out the same time that Morgan Freeman finds out. Uh-huh. Because when he starts, he starts talking about it, it's got to be somebody. Uh-huh. The click factor is like, oh, shit. I can't see Ruffalo anymore. Where is he? Yeah. He's gone. The thing is, once you know the twist... And you watch this again, it's kind of not like the same. It's like, oh, oh I well, still enjoy the I hell know. out of it. I still well, already know what's going on. Yeah. I, st- I, I still enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. In fact, I started watching it again before you got here just, just because. Oh, that's cool. I really, it's so much fun. Are you going to watch two? Absolutely. I'm going to watch two. With Harry Potter? I don't know who Adam is in that. Yeah. All right. But that's, it's, that's, it's, that's the joke of the movie. He's the new bad guy, or he's the new antagonist. <laughs> the, a, new, a, a sorcerer? But the thing the is, he's like terrible at magic. That, that's the joke of the movie. What? The guy who played Harry Potter sucks uh, at doing magic. Oh, no. Like, he tries to do a card trick. He's like, oh, no, I dropped my cards. Forgive me. Huh. That's the joke. The guy who plays Harry Potter okay. sucks at magic in this movie. All right. That's, that's a cute little joke. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> a little turned off by that, but I'll still watch it. Okay. <laughs> so, back to this story. Yeah. So, now that you know the twist. It'll help explain the events of the story. Yeah. So, the FBI asked Morgan Freeman, hey, you're the magician guy who... Un- who can solve all the magic tricks, show us what they did. And yeah. he goes, it's easy. You just weren't thinking. He steps in this machine and drops them into uh, a, a, a mock-up pre-vault. of the... He drops into under the stage, which is a mock-up of the French... Right. An Ocean's Eleven-style uh, uh, replication of the vault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what they did was, like, a week ago, they robbed the vault... They robbed the armored car transporting the money already. Right. They substituted the money with scratch paper, which burns easily, and they just got that guy's signature. Right. But they... Got the guy initially by programming him. Yeah. 
which I don't know, dude. If someone told me Las Vegas and they flipped a, a, a chip in front of me, I'd just be like, what the fuck? Well, I'm sure it was a lot more than just those couple things. Okay. But, but the, I just discovered another problem I have with the movie. Okay. Uh, Woody Harrelson, if he has, if he's as powerful as they make him seem in this, why isn't he like a billionaire? Exactly right. Exactly. Why doesn't he punch Bill Gates? Like, okay, right. <laughs> when you hear the word Microsoft, you're going to deposit a ten dollars into my bank account, right? Or I drew this painting; it's worth a million dollars. You will buy it for me. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Microsoft. Oh, ten dollars. Right. Welcome to Microsoft. Yeah, ten dollars. <laughs> Every time you hear the Windows boom, or what, what's the Windows? I don't even know what the Windows jingle is anymore. I don't because we have Max. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Max already. Oh, maybe it should be. Oh, he's dead. But oh, oh he was dead at this point. Who? Steve Jobs? Yeah, yeah. he could do the job. That's fine. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so they reveal. So they reveal what happens. Yeah, and he and they're like, oh shit, that's pretty crazy. So th- yeah. So by, by the way, the whole thing was the that Woody Harrelson was able to hypnotize the driver of the that was transferring all the money mm-hmm. to make to make him knock out and whatever. So, like I said, he has this so much power to control all these people. Uh-huh. He should be a millionaire. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He should be, like, fucking the king of Earth. Right. Not conning cheating husbands out of their money. <laughs> yeah. I did like that scene, though. It was, it was fun. Yeah. But again, if he has that power, then... Why are you only asking for $200? Yeah. You should be like, give me the deed to your house. Right. Or just, or just start hitting up politicians. Uh-huh. Or they're fucking bankrolled. Uh-huh. <sighs> anyway. So, they, so um, they're kind of let go. Like, the FBI lets them go. Because they can't. It's this great thing that Eisenberg says to him. is like, you can't arrest us because if you do, that means that the FBI has to acknowledge in that some way is real. that they believe in magic. Uh-huh. And there's no way you're going to do that. So uh-huh. uh, why don't you get me out of here? Oh, be handcuffed. <laughs> yeah. So they leave. So now their next trick is going to be in New Orleans. Yeah. And Conan. Oh, but, uh, by the way, uh, God tells them. Uh, uh, Morgan Freeman. God tells Hulk. Morgan uh, Freeman. This, this is just the beginning part of it. So keep an eye on them. Yeah. So now to New Orleans. We got to keep an eye on them. Uh, you got to stake out the whole place. Conan O'Brien is featured in this movie, and he's interviewing yeah, Michael Caine. Right. Yeah. And he's like, uh, who would have thought that these magicians would have performed such an amazing show? Yeah. And they're they're Skyping in from his plane. Yeah. And they're on the plane. They're asking questions like, oh, what's your Bob's Bay today? But uh, yeah. what's your dog's name? Well, and this, all this, this stuff. The way they did it, though, I thought was brilliant because yeah. I, I didn't see it coming at all. Mm-hmm. The, the whole the, they, they set it up as uh, Eisenberg is 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 – just like picking on Woody Harrelson, like mm-hmm. what you do is bullshit. Your whole cold reading thing, anybody can do it. Watch, uh-huh. let me try. Hey, um, hey, you, uh, benefactor My- dude, Michael Caine. Uh, uh, yeah, Alfred. You know how to say his name properly, right? Say Michael Caine. My Michael Caine. Michael Caine. My- so so my like uh-huh. I own cocaine. So Michael possessive Caine? Michael Caine. Michael. Oh, but do throw a little British accent. Right. On it. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you do Michael Caine's voice. Michael Caine. Ah, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so the, the, his whole thing is like, all right, I'm gonna picture that uh, you had a dog. There was a Rottweiler, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. No, actually, it was a cat named Fluffy. I'm like, oh, damn it. All right. Uh, now uh, about your family. Uh, you had this crazy uncle on your, on your mom's side. Uh, it was named uh, Thomas Howell the third, or I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Thomas Howell. <laughs> like, no, actually, it was this name. Like, uh-huh. Okay, which which was a clever way we find out later to find out the maiden name of the mother and the pet's first name, the first pet's name. <sighs> the- when we get there, did you see? Did you see that coming? No. While while it was happening, no, I didn't. Yeah, but but when, it, the, when the fucking reason they use this information is such bullshit, it's dude. Not, it's it awesome. is. It is such bullshit. Oh no. Okay. Anyway, so right. they're on the plane. Yeah. Here's the thing. Conan says, and is it? He says before they interviews Michael Caine, their next show sold out in 35 seconds. Yeah. Okay. Keep that. 
listeners at home, keep that in your head. Oh, the show sold out in 35 seconds, meaning people already see bought this ticket. Right? Oh, damn okay. it. We're moving on. Okay. So we're in New Orleans, and they set up the stage, which they saw in the in mm. the blueprints of the hologram thing okay. earlier in the movie. So they're they're performing other tricks, not just that one trick. So they're doing a trick where like the rabbit is in a is in a box. Yeah, but but they do this whole speech about like, well, pay attention to the tricks you're doing tonight. Is it all one big trick or are they all a bunch of little tricks? Yeah, you decide. Yeah. So which, which is some foreshadowing type of things happening. Yeah. So they put the rabbit in the box and then actually, and we'll, we're going to tell you what happened. Yeah. Uh, the rabbit was here the whole time. We just hit it behind a mirror. Yeah. And then Woody Harrelson says, every time you hear the word, uh, freeze, freeze, you're going to tackle the quarterback. Like they, like, yeah. He you guys are all linebackers. You just want to rip the quarterback apart. Yeah. When you hear freeze. Yeah. All right. Go back to your sheets. We'll and come then back to you. They do other little tricks like a card trick. Dave Franco, yeah. baby Franco throws like a card. And yeah. It's like blah, blah, blah. So now they're going to do the final trick. Yeah. And the FBI is staking them out from the outside. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, using tracker devices. Uh-huh. Apparently, Eisen, Eisenberg is um, he's such a control freak. He has everybody wearing trackers for some reason, uh-huh. which seems weird. Yeah. But I'm sure that's part of the plan to make them think they're following and they're not following. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because the big brain is in the FBI van. Yeah, exactly. Well, you don't know it. So then it's time for the final trick. And they ask a woman, how much is in your bank account? And she's like, 750 yeah, 426 or something. Yeah, some, some low amount. What yeah. about you? And they're like, I'm going to guess 3000 yeah. and so-and-so. Yeah, you're right. Everybody write down your number, what you think is in your bank account. And as they're reading it back to him, he's like, no, you're wrong. Sorry. Uh, what do you, you got? 1,205. Uh, sorry, you're wrong too. Well, what they do is they bring Michael Kane, Mike, Michael Kane, Michael Kane on stage. Right. <laughs> and they have a big. That's a great trick. Yeah. <laughs> so they have like a big envelope and they yeah. go, Oh, we had to use a big one for your money, sir. Yeah. So they have like a big flashlight and they're flashing. Yeah. The, the whole trick is everybody write, this trick write down, write down what, what you think is in your bank account on this piece of paper. And everyone was given a flashlight. Yeah. Underneath your seat. Use a flashlight. Heat up the paper, which will activate the invisible ink, which is a thing that can happen in real life. Yeah, that's a real trick. Uh, the, the thing that can't happen, though, <laughs> is they can't match their handwriting, and they, they, they're not going to know where they wrote what they wrote on the paper. Uh-huh. So that's a little kind of like, uh, mm-hmm. but I'll give it a pass because magic. Okay. Whatever. Uh, all right. So people's numbers are changing. All right. I got a giant flashlight for, uh, for Michael Caine's. Uh, <laughs> check. You like that? I like it. I really do. <laughs> I'm kind of excited about it. Uh <laughs> So they do the flashlight on the check. Oh, you just lost $70,000. A girl yells, hey, I just gained $70,000. Oh, you lost 25000 Could it be that as you lose money, they're gaining money? Oh, my God. And they keep doing the whole thing. And, uh, and my- they go in this speech like, you're all Katrina survivors. Yeah. And his insurance company screwed you over. This one, I... I- uh, you get a little emotional for this. Uh-huh. This one, this this caused the emotions to come oh, out. Yeah, of me. dude, because it's you know how much I hate like bankers and stuff. Yeah. this is like bankers fucking people over. Yeah, because the, then the uh, wedding crasher starts saying to the to the crowd that it's not a coincidence why you guys are here. Every single one of you were was affected by by Katrina. You you, you lost somebody. You, your insurance didn't pay you mm-hmm. off. Everybody has been affected in some way, shape, or form, and it was because of your insurance, and it, they didn't pay you. That insurance company was. Uh, Michael Caine's insurance. Mm-hmm. So, oh, boo. Yeah, but you guys all got his money now. So, uh-huh. congratulations. And all of them are checking their banking apps at yeah. the exact same time. Oh, my God. This is so real. Yeah. Everybody's phones are vibrating because uh, uh-huh. suddenly everybody has alerts when and they get Ru- deposits. And Ruffalo's like, oh, my God. Is this happening? Yeah. I don't know. And then 20 seconds later, everybody's like, this is really happening. Get on stage. Yeah. Okay. And now, hold on. Hold on. Before yeah. we jump ahead. Okay. Here are all my problems with this scene. Okay. <laughs> so, Michael Caine. Yeah. Is the head of an insurance company, a pretty powerful insurance company, I'm guessing, and he's only worth 164 million dollars. 144. Yeah, fine. That's he, that's what he has in his account, not what he's worth. That's okay. what he has in his account. That's what yeah. he has in his account. Yeah. Okay. And then, a could count, by the way. 
And then I'm assuming there's other Swiss and things. Okay, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing I call bullshit on that I don't believe. You're telling me that this guy has 144 million sitting in one account. Yeah. And the only way to access it is his mother's maiden name. No, hold on. No, the the the, the whole thing about that, it's not about accessing the funds. It's about online banking. Uh-huh. I forgot my password. And, and you think do these people in the crowd think they can keep this money? This is oh, huh. clearly bank fraud that is seen on TV, or it's not on TV, but the FBI is now involved. No one's keeping that fucking money. Because part of my note was, wait a minute, how can Michael Caine afford to buy Morgan Freeman a drink if he lost all his money? Yeah. There's fucking no way these people are keeping that money, dude. Yeah, well, they're not going to keep it. I, but it's just a sign? Right. It's just a way to no, show? But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a long time until he gets it back. They can't just be like, all right, everybody withdraw. Because they got to do a huge investigation. How did this mm-hmm. happen? It was done online. Uh, they, they, I mean, they went through the right channels. Mm-hmm. He forgot his password. He reset, reset his password using his mother's maiden name and his dog's name, or his cat's name. So I mean, it seems legit. But if he's saying it's not legit, this is this is going to go through courts. He's he's going to be broke for a while. Mm-hmm. But then they also said we left you the plane and left you the Bentley or whatever. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm sure he's got some sort of good credit type of mm-hmm. uh, player's card at all the <laughs> casinos. Plus, he probably owns stock in yeah. the insurance company. Right. So everybody gets their money and. Uh, now they're all trying to escape, and as the, the FBI rushes the stage, Ruffalo runs on stage. He goes, freeze! Yep. And, and they're like, quarterback! <laughs> Get him! And then he's, he's handcuffed. He, uh, I think Eisenberg's the same trick where he handcuffs and throws handcuffs on him. So he's stuck on to Michael the stage. Michael Caine. Yeah. They handcuff Michael Caine. Yeah. And uh, so Michael Caine's kind of pissed, like, did you do this? Is this real? Is this really happening? Like, no, of course it's not happening. How could we do that? Unless we had your mother's maiden name and your pluffy's name, whatever. Bullshit, that was that was that was so much fun. I that, that made me feel good. I, I was happy. You think Warren Buffett keeps all his money <laughs> in one account, and the only way to access it is his mother's maiden name? <laughs> well, you reset the password. That's a, that's a legitimate thing. If I forgot my password, I got to reset it somehow. And that's one of the one of the. I don't have those questions. <laughs> I have other questions, so it doesn't matter if you know that those information's about me. Okay. Other, other tougher questions. So there's a chase <laughs> through New Orleans, and Ruffalo ch- is chasing Eisenberg. Yeah. And the chick has a sh- chance to shoot Eisenberg, but he shows that he he's unarmed. Yeah. So she kind of lowers her gun, and he disappears. He's like, what are you doing? She's like, you know, I can't fire on an unarmed guy. Yeah. Yeah, but you let him get away. Ah, oh, I'm getting angry. Even though I'm behind all this, right? <laughs> he does a good job, but then he's he's again setting it up from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So he goes back to the bar. He gets drunk. Uh, he ends up talking to the chick again. And uh, that's when that's when he tells or she tells him the story the, the tree of yeah of 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 the eye even mm-hmm. like she's investigating oh yeah this she thing. says I I did research on these guys and um, it turns out that they're affiliated with this group called the Eye who they think magic is real hello no, magic well, is fucking real yeah well the, the whole the or the whole purpose of the Eye organization mm-hmm. was to use sleight of hands and quote unquote magic to steal from the richer like the pharaohs and whatnot to give to the poor people. So it, it it wasn't magic back then, but it was sleight of hand. So in that world, it was magic because it's, people didn't understand it. The whole illusion thing, like that's amazing. I mean, even even parts of the Bible, people say that it was it was that kind of magic thing where Moses turned or not Moses, Jesus was it Moses? No, yeah. water to wine. No, uh, he the, the 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 serpent the staff becomes a serpent when he went. That's Moses. Moses. Okay, mm-hmm. it was Moses. I got that Noah jokes messed in my head. Oh, or how many animals did Moses put on the ark? Zero. Zero. Yeah, it was no, you dick. Yeah. That's that whole joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, they're, they're saying that whole thing, the whole Moses thing, that was kind of a whole sleight of hand magic type of stuff. So it's, they view it as magic because they don't understand it. Okay. So 
again, in, in this, I don't think magic really does exist. We'll find out in the second movie if Harry Potter comes, uh, does some magic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, but it, the organization was a Robin Hood version using sleight of hands, quote unquote, magic to, mm-hmm. to make that happen. So, it's so that. What else? So, the research leads them to that apartment building in New York. Where the FBI raid, oh, yeah. raids the apartment. R- Ruffalo finds out that his phone's been tampered with. Uh-huh. So they do a reverse trace on his actual phone Which to find leads out. into the apartment. Yeah. We're here in New York. And Baby Franco's in there. And then he does these like crazy moves where he throws car- playing cards. The other FBI agent, he like gets a sh- jacket inside out and he stuffs it in the, yeah, the, in garbage, the disposal. garbage disposal. So yeah. he's stuck and Franco fights Ruffalo. And there's yeah. all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Huge chasing. He goes on a laundry shoot or a trash shoot. Yeah. Uh, ends up stealing a car. Huge chasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like another another issue mm-hmm. was this chasing. Oh yeah, this is a big issue for me. Go ahead, yeah. Adam. Okay, tell well, me your issue, and I'll tell you mine. All right, my my issue is uh-huh. uh, baby Franco steals a car uh-huh. and takes off. Ruffalo's chasing him for like half a block, and like fuck, I'm not gonna catch him. Here comes the French chick. Hey, I got a car here. All right, let's go get him. Wait, we might have the same problem. Before we start chasing him, let's have a conversation. So at this point, he should have gotten away already, mm-hmm. but. For some reason, they catch up again. That, that's the problem I have. This chick chooses this moment. We're going to have a conversation. You're going to treat me fairly. You're going to trust me. You're like, he's getting away. Let's go. No, yeah. no, no. We're going to talk about this right now. But he's got the bad guy with the place and the thing. Mm-hmm. So th- that shouldn't have happened. It should have just chased him. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe do yelling while you're driving like, you got to trust him more. No. Yeah. Oh, truck. Because if you don't trust me, then we're going to have a problem. Okay, you got it. Yes, I got it. That's how it should have happened. Uh huh. <laughs> but no, she pauses. She's like, she won't move the car until they, he agrees. Mm-hmm. At which point, he should have already gotten away. That's the problem I have. Okay, here's my problem. Okay, so Ruffalo has this whole thing planned out to the T. There's no variable. There is no such thing as a variable in my eye. Right. <laughs> but he, she is the variable because he admits at the very end. He says, "I planned every step except for you," right. meaning he fell in love with her and all this bullshit. Right. Right. Okay. She is kicked off the case for some reason. I forgot why. Who, she she doesn't have cares? jurisdiction in New York. Oh, yeah. She doesn't have jurisdiction. She's in Interpol from in France. New York, right? Which I don't. Okay, she has no jurisdiction in New York. So she's essentially kicked off the case, right, Adam? Uh, no. That means she, she's not kicked off the case. She's kind of just like. But she can't go in yeah. you, you the stay building. In the, stay in the car. Okay. Yeah. You're telling me he factored in that she was gonna go b- bandit and steal a car for him to then jump into to chase after Franco. Since she's the variable in this whole thing, he couldn't have accounted for that. Huh. Which is fine. Whatever. No, that's a that's a, that's a is that a valid that's argument? A, that's real decent. Okay. Point. So they're on the they're on the bridge and uh they're they're being chased and then Franco cuts off a a uh, a bus, bus and his car flips over. Right. And uh he was carrying a piece of paper. Right. And the one thing he hadn't burned from the apartment yet, he was carrying with him. Yeah. Uh, Ru- in his hand instead of in his jacket pocket. Mm-hmm. Ruffalo runs in and he's, he's trying to get the Franco body out. And right. the other agent's like, you got to get out of there, Mark. You got to get out. This car is going to blow. Right. And he grabs a piece of paper and then it blows up. Again, if he's secretly behind all this, why is he risking his life? I don't think he, he is. He can't factor in to he, know he, when that thing's going to blow up. He doesn't up. know when it's going to explode, but I think he's not, he's not really trying to get the body out. He's trying to put on a show for everybody. Like, I know. Just but that thing could go off That's true. the second he touches yeah. the car door. Okay, okay whatever. Little, little, uh... So they find out that the, the paperwork leads them to the next crime, which is the safe company. Right. Elcom? Elkhorn? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to rob the safe company. Right. So they, so the safe... so they get It's all a giant the, safe sitting in a warehouse full of money. Yeah. 
being about to be transported. Uh huh. A little weird. Mm-hmm. So they but show I, up and they're like, "Where's the safe?" They go into the room and they're like, "Where's the safe?" Yeah, I don't know where the safe is. And then they say some word. And this then is great. Common because this, this happened at the beginning too. Yeah. At the very beginning, when they're trying to investigate the first uh, French bank getting robbed, mm-hmm. they're trying to uh, interview witnesses. Oh, they say this is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Ruffalo goes, "This is bullshit." And all the witnesses. And the French guy starts playing. Yeah, they, the, they all start playing uh, some sort of uh, box symphony in D minor or something. Uh huh. And they got to wait till that's over. And then uh, it's like, uh, why, why is the safe not here? Uh, you told us to transport it out of here. No, I didn't. I never said those words. You never heard those words out of my mouth. This is bullshit. Oh. Common activates. Uh-huh. <laughs> Starts playing his thing. So the safe is driving away. That was and, fun. And they stop. Yeah, that was cute. <laughs> they, stop the, they stop the truck that the safe is in, and they open it, and it's full of, like, balloon animals. Yep. They're like, oh, got you again. And Ruffalo's like, fuck. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but by the way, the, the, the reason why they open it is because God comes in. And uh, he's telling him. Oh, now Morgan Freeman is bankrolled by Michael Caine. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we forgot to mention that. He, he tried to. He tried to buy. Well, he tried to buy him out earlier. Uh huh. Michael Caine tried to buy out Morgan Freeman earlier, and he's and he said no. But now Michael Caine's paying him. Like, all right, you help me stop them, and I'll pay you for it. Yeah. Still do what you got. Do what you're doing, but now you have my bankroll but, behind you. Yeah, but now you have my non-existent <laughs> bankroll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so. The safe finally stops. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they, they get they get to the the car. They had the safe, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna let this happen as it does." Because they don't think, yeah, they don't that know that we know, yeah, that they have the safe. So, so we're gonna let the safe go to where it needs to go. Right. Five points. By the way, I, I did some research on this movie. Uh-huh. There's a lot. This whole movie is like an Illuminati, uh, uh, movie. Yeah. Yeah. There's everything that's in a lot of this has links to Illuminati superstition or whatever. Mm. Uh, five points, I think, is a star or something. Uh, yeah, five points to make a star. Yeah, and the, the whole the four horsemen that's a, 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 that's mm-hmm. re- revelations and there's a bunch of things that happen that if you really really wanted to search for it, you can find Illuminati things. I don't buy it personally, but <laughs> okay, it was, it was I, I just think that's coincidence. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, because like the eye, the symbol for the eye is something else. There's a bunch of six six sixes everywhere. There's there's like a bunch of things that if you're looking for it in this movie, yeah, oh. apparently like like the, but I think it's kind of like the number twenty three, where if you if you look for oh, it, oh yeah, you're gonna find it. Nine eleven. Yeah. Nine plus one plus one. Right. Whatever fucking stupid thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nine plus 11 is 20, but there's three numbers, so that makes 23. You can. It's <laughs> <That's> so stupid. <laughs> right. But you can. I just made that up even. All right. Uh, no, I think that's what the, he, the is, professor. Is it? Yeah. Uh. I think that's how it goes. Because he says the number 23 has been associated with, uh, with the devil. What's, um, what's six? Uh, two divided by three, six point six 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 nine eleven. Nine plus eleven is twenty, and there's three numbers. Yeah. Twenty three. Okay. All right. Very good. That's actual life of the movie, Adam. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I've seen it. Maybe I just stuck in my head. Yeah. Oh, talk about a fucking Shyamalan twist. That was yeah. I didn't see that one coming. No, you know, that wasn't even like a good seeing that coming. When that happened, I, I just upset. I'm like, really? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, back, uh, to the, back to this movie. Yeah, so uh, so now the the safe is going to five points. Yeah, it, it gets to five points and like, all right, let's wait. Somebody's coming to the car. Somebody's approaching the car, mm-hmm. and it's Morgan Freeman's, I guess, reporter. And he's like, "Well, you idiots, it's not me. Go open the safe. Go for it." Yeah, he goes it's open the, the balloon animals. He, he, he tries to do the safe combination thing, and then uh, uh, the it starts coming out like the infinity scarves that clowns do. Mm-hmm. He's like, "No, no, 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 <laughs> balloons." So where's the money? Uh, and they find out that the the horsemen are doing their final trick at five points. Right. So huge coincidence? Think not. Mm-hmm. Carefully planned out by the Hulk. So they're like, "All right, everybody, go to five points." Yeah. Which okay. Here's we find out later on. Yeah. 
that the safe was in the room the whole time. They just set up a giant like mirror right, to like, disguise it. Like the rabbit trick they showed earlier in the movie. And he didn't factor in what if the FBI looks around? Wait, wouldn't they wouldn't have they had their reflection bounce off that? Wall? I, I, I was wondering about that. I don't know how that mirror thing works exactly. Because if you put it in a certain angle, then you're gonna see the floor. How does it reflect back? Exactly. <laughs> the reason that it works in the box is because you're seeing the bottom of the box. Yes. But you're not seeing the roof on the floor in yes, this building. Exactly. So it's it's a little weird. Uh huh. But again, I'll be like magic. Fine. Okay. For the sake. Real magic. Yeah. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, so now they go to five points. Right. And they're on the roof, and they keep teleporting around. That's because it's a hologram. And they're like, uh, we're here to say, you know, we're like the Robin Hoods of magic and blah, 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 blah. And Morgan Freeman tells him, like, you pay attention to this trick. This is going to be their final trick. Like, something right. crazy is going to happen. Yeah. And uh, there, there wasn't really that much of a trick for this last thing. This was just, we disappeared into yeah. money. The, yeah. The, the trick was they were running off a building. They jumped off, and then they became money, and then it started raining money, uh-huh. which like, I guess is trick, but it's not even real money. Yeah. It's, it's counterfeit money. It's, it's, it, it's their, it's their fate, the four horsemen faces on the money. Right. So, so if that money is fake, then where's the real money? Ah. Cut to Morgan Freeman opening his car, and then. Bow! It explodes with all the money. Yeah. And they're like, he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And the cops show up. Right. Like, oh, my God. This is awkward. So Morgan Freeman is in jail. or right. in, in a very weird cell. I don't know where the cell is. Yeah. <laughs> Did they just put him in a temporary? Why are you putting him in a temporary holding cell? <laughs> Why yeah. just take him down to the precinct? Yeah, because this this is like uh, Hannibal Lecter style. Yeah, this is like <laughs> this is like Hannibal Lecter's cell in Science of the Lambs. Yeah. But instead of it being surrounded by guards, it's just in an abandoned warehouse. Yeah. Right, exactly. Where is this play? Who cares? Ruffalo shows up. He tells the guards, you know what, boys? Give me some time alone with him. Yeah. So he walks in and he, he tells him, uh, so what, what do you what do you think happened? Yeah. Morgan Freeman's like, wait, wait. It wasn't me. I'm framed. And uh, here's information. I'll trade for you. Uh-huh. And pretty much describes how the whole trick worked. The thing with the safe. Baby yeah. Franco's still alive. And they explain how Baby Franco stayed alive. Right. There was, okay. The, how the car okay. thing worked. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. So are you telling me that that Woody Harrelson... We find out Woody Harrelson was the bus driver. Right. Who, so when Baby Franco cut them off, they let go a fake car. Yeah. Which had a cadaver in it. Right. Which crashed into the intersection. Into the medium, yeah. And then, which allowed Ruffalo to run in there and get the papers. Right. Okay. Again, I know he fucking planned this, but that, that car can go in any direction and that car could fucking do some damage, dude. It, it could. But you can. But rig- he factored in. You can, the rig- exact you can rig it decimal? to turn left instead of turning into the bus. Okay, these, these are all things that it's, it's highly improbable, but not impossible. So the bus was carrying a car in front of it the whole time. Yeah, it was. It was on like a. And no one in the bus said anything. Why is there? Why is there a car attached to us? <laughs> well, I don't think there's people in the actual bus. No, there were. If you look were at there? that shot, there's people sitting in the bus with Woody Harrelson. Oh, huh. Oh, holograms. <laughs> whatever whatever so so baby frank was alive and then baby frank was the one who breaks the mirror revealing the safe right that's b- hidden behind it and instead of pushing the button to make the mirror go up like a garage door i guess mm-hmm. breaking it's faster yeah i don't know i don't know and then the the horsemen meet up uh the three horsemen who jumped off the roof they meet up in the middle of Times square and they're looking around Times square is showing like breaking news the horsemen escape again yeah and i'm like okay so in the span of 48 hours, maybe 72 hours, you three are like the most recognizable people in the world, right? Yeah. 
and you're standing in a place where there's a shitload of foot traffic, yeah. why are you taking that risk? Well, no, it's abandoned. No, there's people in Times Square. Did you watch this movie? Adam? No, because they had to. They had to go through a locked thing. Remember, they went to the thing. It was like it's locked. Nothing's ever really locked. I know, but then they wind up in Times Square, surrounded by a shitload of people. Times Square is never empty, dude. Oh, they're in time. Yeah, they're in Times Square. Times Square, scene. surrounded uh, by like monitors and all these like oh, TV yeah, screens. Yeah. Right, right. Pretty risky on their end. I think that's something Ruffalo didn't factor in. No. Hmm. Anyway, so we find out that Morgan Freeman. Figures out that Ruffalo was the fifth horseman. Ruffalo disappears, and he's like, "Oh no, I'm stuck in here." Yeah, but why? Who are you? No, you never know. And then they go to the. I'll never tell. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to the park where the where the tree is with yep. the card, and yep. then their tarot cards all become one, this which is, is yeah. real magic. And the Te- technology, crazy technology, and maybe. the real magic activates. Yeah, the merry-go-round where Mark Ruffalo's waiting, and da- Baby Franco meets him up. And they're like, oh, it was you the whole time. You didn't know it was him. <laughs> you didn't think it'd be smart once to say, okay, guys, I'm the I'm the inside man. Okay? I'm the one who's going to be running the show here. Just no. pretend that you don't know who I am. No, that, the whole thing is this, this whole thing was a test. I know. If they pass it, then they become part of the thing. Stupid. <laughs> I, I like that. There's too many variables in there. Absolutely. But these people... You got you got to think these guys are like at at the bottom of their lives. They're they're like rock bottom status. They they're street performers just making ends meet. They have this chance to be huge and famous if you follow this plan. Don't ask questions, but you'll be rich and famous. Okay. I don't know, dude. He's Isla Fisher's piranha trick. That looks like that has some money in, attached to it. That, yeah. Piranhas seem pretty expensive. Which that that was bad CGI though. Those piranhas. Yeah. It was super obviously a CGI. Mhm. For, for as fantastic as the rest of the movie was, those problems really bugged me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so now they're yeah. part of the eye. He's like, "Welcome to the eye." And right. The magic doors open in the merry-go-round, and yeah, that was a little weird. Uh huh. But uh, still, kind of, I don't know. I'm not convinced that there's real magic. The whole the last the last scene with the tarot cards that was kind of like, "All oh, right," and the sheet. That morphs I, the sheet. I can I can get past the sheet. I, okay. can, I can still think that might be string operated somehow. Okay, but the last thing with the, the four cards come together becomes transparent. Uh, t- I mean, it could be crazy technology. I don't know. Maybe micro technology. Micro. What is it? The uh, nanotechnology. Yes, nano nanotechnology. Maybe possible. They have shoes where you can put stuff on them, like That's the pattern true. change. Mm-hmm. So again, it's not outside of the spectrum of reality. It's just wh- so wow. it could take place in our world. I, I I think so. That sheet cannot take place in our <laughs> world. It could be, I guess, a, a very intricate string process thing. This is the same way she was able to jump inside a bubble and float around over the crowd. It's all string. It's all really lightweight strings. Super super high tinsel strength. It's the same string that Sean Connery used to throw them off of the building of the rock. Very strong nylon. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> but you hated that. I, I did. <laughs> You you gave Maestro crap for that. I did, but this is this is this is magic. It was nylon, right? Yeah, it was nylon. But the the problem I had with it was it was nylon from a shower. Oh, not, yeah, not meant to be strong. It's not like industrial nylon. If it was industrial, maybe fine. But okay. this is just meant to hang clothes in your in your in your shower, so okay. not strong. Uh, to be able to make a a sheet float in the air, different kind of nylon, possible. Okay. <laughs> well, now we're in Paris, and the French chick, the Interpol agent, she's reading her newspaper, and in the middle of her newspaper. Yeah, is the newspaper from like thirty years ago 
yeah, that about, shows about the that magician guy. who died. Right. Who's played by Casey Jones. Yeah. And Mark Ruffalo shows up and he says, he reveals why he targeted everybody. Yeah. He said his dad did a trick where he went into a safe and the safe went to the bottom of the fucking Hudson or something. Right. And he couldn't get out. The manufacturer because, took shortcuts. Because the safe manufacturer yeah. first started selling metal before they did safes. They used shoddy metal. So when it, so the metal warped when he got to the bottom and then the insurance company wouldn't insure his dad's death or something. So right. that's why he targeted Michael Caine. And the, 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 no, the note, the bank that had the note on the insurance company was the Bank of France. So I got revenge on everybody and I planned on everything except for you. And she's like, Oh, and they kiss and it's fucking yeah. happy, happy ending. Right. Wouldn't, okay. Wouldn't that just prove that that safe works? Cause he couldn't get out. Isn't that the point? If anything, that safe company should be rewarded because they made a very high quality product. Because you couldn't even get in from the outside, and you yeah. couldn't even get out from the inside. All right, I get. So yeah, if anything, see that? if anything, that safe company should be rewarded <laughs> that they make high quality safes. I feel like if you lost your father that way, you're not going to be having that kind of I money. Know. I'm just saying, in <laughs> yeah. general, that yeah. safe company should get a reward, best safe in the world. Okay, maybe under the pressure of underwater, it warped to the fact that it couldn't open. Not yeah. like not impenetrable, but the metal was so cheap that it 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 condensed in on itself to make it unopenable. Okay. Uh, physically. But you know what, Adam? Not because of it's secure, but because physically it can't open. But you know what? That's not the safe company's fault. I didn't tell you to fucking hop in a safe <laughs> and jump into a river with it. Right. <laughs> so that's not what our safes were designed for. <laughs> There's a song that Weird Al does. It's called uh, I'm Gonna Sue Ya, where the whole song, he's like making these bullshit things, that same kind of like suing McDonald's for the hot coffee. Uh-huh. Like, um, I sued Coca-Cola because I put a finger in their Coke and my finger got stuck. <laughs> I sued Delta because they took me. I bought tickets to New Jersey and it sucked. Is that of, parodying a song? I, don't, I think it's original. Oh, it's an original. Yeah, I like his original. No, no. Actually, I, th- I think it's a, a, sh- a Rage Against the Machine because it's a sue, sue. I'm gonna sue, sue. Oh, yeah, yeah. I th- yeah, okay. I think it's a Rage song. I know what song you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so that's now you see me. That it. Yeah, that it is. That's the whole movie. I thought it was exciting. Yeah, I enjoyed the ride. Yeah, the first time I saw it, it was, it was interesting. Okay. But when you watch it again, well, at least me, when I, see, okay. the thing is, a movie with a twist, when I rewatch it, I'm like, well, it's not as like impactful this time around because I know what's happening. Sometimes you'll find things you never notice, like, oh shit, I never noticed that. Yeah. Like when I watched uh, The Usual Suspects, have you seen The Usual Suspects? Yeah. When I watched The Usual Suspects again, there's a scene where the guy is standing over him drinking the coffee mug and, and, and Kevin Spacey's looking straight up, and I'm like, "Oh shit, that's where he got the Kobayashi name. That's where he got the name of the fucking oh, lawyer." Oh, okay, like that. I started picking up little things like that. But in this one, I didn't pick anything up. I was just like, "Okay, he's behind everything." Oh, okay, got got it. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't anything to tell you that Ruffalo was in on it. But let me tell you something, Adam. When I rewatched Sixth Sense, I was like, "Oh shit, that's why she's ignoring yes, him." So good. That one in Fight Club, I could watch over and over again because it, the Sixth Sense, Adam, he did such a good job. To make it seem like she doesn't like him. Because yeah. he went back to being a psychologist after a fucking ex-patient shot him. Yes. So it made he, sense. So he's filming it like he's trying to reach for the check. And she's like, no, I got the check. Like, fuck you. I'm yeah. not talking to you. You get the silent treatment. That yeah. was fucking brilliant. Good. So then when you see it again, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I fucking, oh my God, I get it now. It's so good. Uh-huh. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that one in Fight Club are the ones that are like super mm-hmm. twisty, but super rewatchable. For yeah. Me. Over and over. I don't care. Uh-huh. Well, closing thoughts on Now You See Me, Adam? Uh, it, was, it, was, it was so fun. When, when I first saw it, I was telling everybody to, to watch it. Mm. I was just like, mm-hmm. I couldn't, like, you guys, you have to, if you haven't seen it, you have to watch it. 
and I watching again, I got so excited and like, oh, this is it was still fun, even though I knew how it ended up. It was still worth watching. In fact, like I said, I started watching it for a third time right now <laughs> before you got here. Well, that was our opinion of the movie. But like I said, at the top of the show, we have lots of them, but we have zero credentials. Now we're going to hear from people who actually have credentials, the critics. Do you want to hear good reviews or bad reviews first, Adam? Uh, let's start with the bad. Okay. Elizabeth Weitzman of the New York Daily News says, You want famous faces, flirtations, heists, thrills, car chases, explosions, disappearing bunny rabbits? All here and all designed to distract us from the emptiness at the show's core. Eh. <laughs> Zachary Weigand <laughs> of the Village Voice says, When functioning like a magic trick, this breathlessly entertaining picture delights in its showmanship. But the more entertaining the trickery, the tougher the explanation. And when the truth is revealed, the answer can't help but fail to satisfy. Yeah. I'm not. I can't. That's that's what I've been saying. Like the tougher it is to explain all these. But I. I but I, I can make an explanation in my head. Okay. I, that's I, fine. I, it's like I, I'm probably trying too hard because I'm, I'm obviously biased. I know. I enjoyed it, but I, I, I can explain it. But as long as you, yeah, okay. like it, that's fine. Right. Exactly. The movie did its job. I feel like I'm giving my explanations though, where it's kind of like there's no way. <laughs> there's no way you actually believe that, but I I do. Is this what it's like to <laughs> I, to be myself? Yes. But I don't I don't think he believes it though. I think he's just trying to fuck with me. I think so too. <laughs> okay. I really do. I actually believe this. Well, yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. You legitimately do. Yeah. yeah. You literally uh, Yes, literally. Maestro figuratively. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, finally, J.R. Jones. No, not finally. Two more. J.R. Jones of the Chicago Reader says, this is one of those mystery thrillers that are supposed to culminate in a big shocker ending. Though the script piles up so many implausibilities that by the time the ending arrives, nothing is surprising anymore. No, they're still surprised. No. The first time you watch it, it's surprising. Yeah. I got I got the chills. And <laughs> finally, I like this one. Stephen Witte of the Newark Star-Ledger says, the movie may think it's pulling a rabbit out of a hat, but it's more like a turkey. good reviews adam tom long at the detroit news says ultimately now you see me promises more than it delivers though its cast is always fun to watch and the pace never lags it has the magic for a while and then it disappears that's not really good no james berdarlinelli of the real views says with now you see me director louis letterier has taken a page out of the book of his characters Use sleight of hand so viewers are distracted from some rather obvious screenplay deficiencies. Ah, that's a good way to explain this movie, Adam. What? That doesn't sound positive either, though. No, no, no. That's a good way to explain this movie. The director has taken a page out of the book of his own characters. Right. Use sleight of hand uh-huh. so viewers are distracted from some rather obvious screenplay deficiencies. So what oh, he's saying okay, is... I see. Okay. So, like I said, the there's you have. tons of plot holes throughout this movie, Yeah. but... Use a sleight of hand so, to distract yeah. you to justify the plot holes. Yeah. That's what he's saying. That's a way to you can explain this to someone like me. Okay. But I, I still I feel like that's not a positive though. It's saying like <laughs> this movie sucked, but they fools you into liking it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, AA Dowd of the A V Club says, Moving so quickly, its flaws barely register. The oh, block guys. <laughs> the blockbuster <laughs> equivalent of sleight of hand. Now you see me fares best when simply relying on the no illusions chemistry between its leads. So all the good reviews are like, yeah, this movie has plot holes, but just look past that. <laughs> oh, man. You, right. you know who I really liked in this movie? Woody Harrelson. He was amazing. He really like, yeah, he he wasn't like too Woody Harrelson-y. No, this character was made for him. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just this guy. Yeah. In, fact, in my notes, he's the only person whose actual name is Woody Harrelson because it's like, this is Woody Harrelson for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got God, uh, Hulk, Facebook. Uh, oh, I thought the guy Jack. Baby Frank, I, I, that's all I got. Wedding Crashers. Neighbors. Alfred. Neighbors. Okay. <laughs> 21 what? Jump Street. 
All right. You can call him that. Sure. Now it's time for the Rotten Tomatoes game. This is a part of the show where I make the guys, in this case, Adam, guess the score of the movie based on his Rotten Tomatoes score. For those of you unfamiliar with the scoring system, it's an average score from 0 to 100 amongst critics and the audience. 0 to 59% is rotten, 60% to 84% is fresh, and 85% up is certified fresh. What would you like to guess first, Adam, the critics or the audience? Uh, let's go with the critics. Okay, before you guess the critics, okay. you said something that made me think of something right now. All right. So you said Woody Harrelson is the only person I go by Woody. Yeah. Is there an actor? Who Who's like an, another actor besides Bruce Willis who you go as like their name when you're doing notes? Is it someone like Den- Like if it's a Denzel, is it just Denzel? You wouldn't reference him as like... Yeah. Yeah, Denzel doesn't... Or like Nick Cage is just Nick Cage, right? Yeah. Yeah, but well, uh, and Travolta... Would would he just be Travolta or would you yeah, no, he's call Travolta. him... Uh, uh, what's his name in in uh, oh, Face no. Off? Oh, yeah. Sean Archer? Sean Archer. You wouldn't call him Sean Archer. Yeah. That sounds weird. You just say Travolta. Yeah. So it just depends on the I, guy. I think it's because... The name rolls off the tongue easier? No, it's so just like the, Denzel is easier? The characters they play aren't so memorable? over the top. Well, not, that makes it sound negative. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of memorable characters, uh-huh. so you can't associate it with just one. Oh, okay. I got you. So, yeah. It's, 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> Cat Caster Archer. Um, <laughs> Sean Troy? Yeah. No, because that, that's the whole thing in the mirror. I am me, Caster archer as he's as he's <laughs> yeah. flop, flopping back and forth between his own characters when he's all strung out mm-hmm. on drugs okay so you wanted to guess, guess the critics first oh yeah, yeah critics sorry that uh, was a little side that's fine uh critics will um well they're coming off the second one and i think we talked about they already have a third one lined up already mm-hmm. so it's gotta be it's gotta be good but all their good reviews even, were yeah, like, those reviews, yeah this fucking Christ. plot holes but just look past that <laughs> all right uh 54 49 percent all right so you're close audience audience ha- i'm so biased it's, it sucks because I, I it's i think it should be really high and it must be because i mean it, it made money even the critics didn't like it and had weird plot hole things uh 69 70 percent oh you're right there all right so it's fresh my people's in the eyes of the audience good Adam, Paul Giamatti wasn't in this. <laughs> He's been in a lot of our movies, and since we both like him, we got to ask what role would Giamatti have had in this movie. I think I know what role right. he would be. That asshole FBI agent who's like, who's like, um, like remember he takes oh, over the at, case at the towards end, the end. Yeah, the FBI guy. Okay, he, he tells him, uh, "You got to come with us. Like everyone in the building now. Like that. I think that'd be the Giamatti character. Okay, I, I think I would like him as a Michael Caine. Oh, as the benefactor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can, you can do that role. We've seen enough like bad guy roles. I mean, just Rock of Ages, he was kind of that guy. Yeah. A little, a little bit. <laughs> Check out the Rock of Ages yeah. episode. He was all the bad guy and shoot him up. Check out the shoot him up episode. Yeah. And Ides of March. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He was the bad guy in that team. Kind of. Not necessarily a bad guy. Right. He's just played the game. Yeah. He, yeah. he wasn't a bad guy. He was just a bad guy. He just played the game. <laughs> right. He knew how to play the, the political game. Absolutely. Oh, that scene, dude, where he tells him, no, we never planned on hiring you. Yeah. <laughs> you did exactly what we wanted you to do. Remember, we were like, fuck. Yeah. Ruthless. Now it's time for trivia. This is part of the show where I give out little bits of facts or info you may not know about the movie. The card trick in the opening sequence works in real life, too. Yeah. There is no editing contrary to popular belief. It is done by performing what is known as a card force, wherein the magician makes the unsuspecting audience member pick a predetermined card. The audience member believes he picks a random card, a belief which is strengthened by the magician usually reshuffling the deck several times. This, of course, is just a misdirection. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that I've seen. I, I, I can never pull it off, but I, I've seen it in action. Uh, the carousel shown in Central Park is actually from City Park in New Orleans, while the theater shown in New Orleans is in L.A. Ah, <laughs> uh, movies. 
Each of the tarot cards refers to a horseman. Yeah. Atlas's card the is, the lo- is the lover. Yeah. Who's Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, reference Referencing his implied sexual prowess. Merritt McKinney, who's Woody Harrelson, his card is the hermit, referencing how his brother abandons him and destroys his career, leaving him alone and with nothing. Oh. Henley Reeves, who's he's a fisher, card is the temple priestess, referencing her trick with the bloody tank similar to bloody sacrifices. Right. Jack Wilder, Dave Franco, his card is death, and his is the only card with a meaning that is not explained until late in the movie, where he fakes his own death. The death card in tarot mainly means change, most likely referencing Wilder's change from being seen as a kid at the start to an actual adult at the end. Okay. I like that. And I really like this one. When Morgan Freeman says, these bars give a man time to think, he yeah. says the same line in Shawshank Redemption. It? Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Adam, did you know Money Makes the World Go Round? What? We want to put this film into perspective with other films that were released this year so we can get a feel financially how well this film held up to its peers. The budget for this movie, $75 million. And I'm shocked that this hmm. movie even got made because this has no superheroes. It's not a prequel. It's, it's not a remake. It's an original. It's an original idea, and it costs $75 million to make. That's well, kind shocking. Of, kind of original. I mean, it's, it's the whole... Like, prestige... I know, but it's not a predetermined... Yeah. It's not a, it's, it's not a pre-existing property. Right. Yeah, I think that's why I like this so much because this is like this is fresh. It was it was it was a fresh yeah, movie. I'll give you that. Yeah, it's not superheroes, right? Uh seventy-five million. Mm-hmm. Well, it had to have done really well to have a two and a three. Seventy-five. Let's go three hundred million. Okay, in the U.S., this grossed one hundred seventeen point seven. Okay. Overseas, it grossed two hundred thirty-four oh, million, bringing its total budget. Total worldwide gross to three hundred fifty-one point nice. seven million. Very good. This film debuted in second place. Overseas more. I don't. Why, what would that be? Usually it has overseas themes in it. If it makes more over there, I don't know. Oh, f- French. It's got the French connection. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Okay. This film debuted in second place on the weekend of May thirty-first, twenty thirteen, with twenty-nine point three million. Second place, number one that week. My bad. Was Fast and Furious six. <laughs> All right. Makes sense. According to Box Office Mojo, this is the eighth highest grossing film in the category Heist slash Caper. And he guesses what number one is. It's not Die Hard. In Heist slash Caper? Mm-hmm. Would you consider Die Hard a heist movie? Because uh, hmm. Hans no. Gruber is trying to steal. Because cause it's, it's... Heist is more like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Where but, like, it's a plan. Right. It's it's the... the you're the with, heist the, you're is with the, the crew who's heisting. Right. The, okay. If, if, if the heist is from the antagonist, then it's not a heist movie. Okay. If it's the if it's the protagonist or I guess main character the lead is the heister okay uh so oh, well I guess it can't be Ocean's Eleven then if you it's already... not <laughs> heist movie it is in the top five though gone sixty seconds no no no, no uh, I don't think you'll get this most people don't consider this a heist movie no what's that Ed Norton one it's kind of like gone in sixty seconds the score no no he, he, oh. driving cars yeah 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 Marky Mark was in it too. <laughs> The Italian, Italian job. job. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no. Based it's, on that reaction, that's not it either. No. <laughs> what what is not, it? it? Most people don't consider this a heist movie. All right. It's Inception. Oh. It is a heist movie, okay. but most people don't think of it as one. What? It's a reverse well, heist movie. Well, they're stealing information. They're, they're trying to plan information. Yeah. Huh. Well, cape, heist caper. Okay. This is more of a caper than a heist. Okay. Do you know who starred in the original Italian job movie from the 70s? Uh, Burt Reynolds. Michael Caine. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Michael Caine. You love that. <laughs> I love it. 
So are, you gonna, are you gonna do that at the bar? It's fun. Yeah, for sure. That's the bar trick now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's how I get all the ladies. Okay. Uh, <laughs> finally, uh, this was the 27th highest grossing film of 2013, Adam. 20? 27th. Not uh, bad. That's not bad. Number one that year was The Hunger Games Catching Fire, another Woody Harrelson movie. Oh, yeah. He plays a drunkard. Mm-hmm. Amazon.com is where you can watch yeah, this movie man. and do all your shopping. Click, go to our website first, click on the banner, and it takes you there. Helps support the show. Doesn't cost you anything extra. Throws little shekels our way. Yeah, man. Shekels. Bookmark it. And, uh, yeah, do click on it first, there. then bookmark it. And then every time you have to go, just, you don't have to go to our website first anymore. Mm hmm. Or is it? Is it all elaborate trick? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's 2013's Now You See Me, directed <laughs> by Louis Letelier. Check out the website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spoiler Show. Check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email at spoilers at ratpackpodcast.com for any questions, opinions, and movie requests. Please rate and review the show on iTunes so it can help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review on iTunes and leave us a recommendation for a movie you want us to watch, that movie will go to the top of our list and we will watch it before any other requests. Next week, we're watching the film adaptation of Michael Crichton's hit book, and it's not Jurassic Park. We already did that for the yeah. first one. It's a personal favorite of mine for my youth. Emphasis on youth. <laughs> youth. Congo. All right. Book about apes, that, uh, one ape that can talk, and then killer apes. I, and, it's, I, and it's an adventure book. And I remember seeing the the cover for this mm-hmm. a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I've actually, actually seen it. This was on rotation a lot when I was a kid on HBO. Okay. A lot. I was... The the three movies I remember watching the most as a kid from its constant rotation on HBO is Congo, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, starring okay. Kelly Bundy, and mm, God, there's been so many. Probably two. Those are the two that I remember. Those are the HBO movies for me where it's always on, and I'm like, all right, little little Hollywood. I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll watch it now for the fifteenth time. I don't think I have any of those that come to mind. Yeah. There was always... Well, because well, you were in a bubble. Right. Who knows what you were... There were mostly VHSs we would put on ourselves, oh, like okay. watching Aladdin. Oh, because so you, you can control... Right, exactly. Yeah. So the movies I watched over and over again was because I wanted to watch them, not because they happened to be on. Do you remember... See, dude, kids <laughs> are fucking spoiled nowadays. Do you remember what... You said you got cable in high school, right? Yeah, high school I got cable. So like 99, 2000-ish, uh, somewhere yeah. around there? Okay. Right. You know how now you can press guide and it's like, oh my God. Oh, look what's on. Do yeah. you remember the, yes. the, the channel three or the channel 99? Yeah, the guide channel. Where the TV guide channel is going down. So if you, so if HBO's channel 72 and it's on 30, you're like, ah, oh, God, God damn it. You got to wait. Kids, well, the, the, kids are so fucking lucky. They don't have to deal with that. Well, the, the weird thing about me for that exactly is that I hadn't had cable yet. Uh-huh. So the shows that I'm looking for are channels two, four, seven, nine. <laughs> So I, I turn it on. It's like, oh, it's on channel 20. Oh, no. <laughs> it was the entire book. Like, it's a, channel 200, 300, 400. Like, now we're back to two and five. Like, oh, thank God. All uh, right. Now I can see what's on CBS. And, it, and <laughs> it moves slow enough for you to see, but it only gives you a snapshot for an hour. Yeah. So if it's currently three, you can only see three, three, thirty, four. Right. Now kids can just scroll ahead. Yeah. I'm going to, what's, as of this recording, it's two, it's Thursday. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just going to set that to auto-record on, right, on exactly. Sunday. It's not even look at the guide. It's uh, go to my DVR We had to list. use that crazy fucking timer on the VCR. And yep. if mom unplugged the VCR for some reason, there goes your recording That's of over. whatever. Yep. That's why I got all my Bill Nye the Science guys. Oh, God. <laughs> Kids have so- Goddamn easy. 
Or even just put it on YouTube. Look it up. It's something like Netflix. Mm-hmm. You can watch whatever you want, anytime you want. Yeah. Now everything is access. That's why I get so mad about these like fake hum- comic book fans, Adam. <laughs> okay. Is because like I had to spend time. Right. That, like my the value of my time was greater. I lost more time than kids now yes. reading stuff. Right. And because everything's available, you had to work hard to be like that kid who. Oh wow. Billy really knows a lot about like punk rock. That's because he went to the record store and bought lots yes. of CDs and he had to do all this stuff. Now, if you wanted to learn about punk rock, you can just learn it all in one day. Plus all the money that you had to spend on, on the comics. Yeah. Now you can just like, uh, you can download PDFs. Yep. Uh, so you get them fast, you get them easy, you get them cheap, if not free. Mm-hmm. And you can even like watch YouTube videos of people summarizing the entire comic and then yep. all of a sudden you're as, as knowledgeable as somebody like you that spent your entire, uh, Young life, mm-hmm. uh, reading and collecting and all these things. Like, I wouldn't have known who Kurt Russell was if it wasn't for my dad. That's because my, da- that? my dad liked Kurt Russell movies. Okay. So he showed me Escape from New York, uh, Big Trouble in China, The Thing, Tango and Cash. Like, he just showed me movies that he liked. If, about, about how old were you when you first were exposed, you think? To, to Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell? Yeah. I don't know. Young eight, to make eight, an impression. eight or nine. Okay. Yeah. It, it's, it's that age where you're like, wow, this guy's so cool. Yeah. He's saving the president in New York. Wow, this is so cool. I was 12. Bruce Willis was yeah, around 12. It's, it's around that age. Yeah. But the point is, like, I wouldn't have been a movie buff if it wasn't for my dad. Okay. With kids now, they can watch any movie anytime, and they don't have to, like, appreciate it. They're just like, oh, the movie sucks. Like, yeah. I had to go to a video store <laughs> and take the risk, like, well, I don't really know what this is about. I'm $4. Just going, I'm just going off the box art. For this VHS, $4? Yeah. Like a three days? Why are we ranting about this? I don't know. The show <laughs> ended a while ago. <laughs> All right. Until next time, guys. This is Hollywood. Oh, wait. We're going to do a, a hint to our 100th episode? Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Uh, we talked about it earlier in the episode. That's yeah. all I'll give you. Yeah. And then, that's what I was thinking. And then it, we've never got enough movies. That that's, I think it's vague enough. Yeah. And then, okay, fine. I'll give you a more general reference. So the last one I gave you was it has a form of technology that could exist in our world a little bit down the road. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Here's your next clue. All right. The director of this movie primarily made movies overseas, but when this was his this was his uh, big breakout American film that he directed. Okay. I'll give you that. Huh. You might be able to narrow it down. I I have You wouldn't know what no, it is. No, I don't do you directors don't know and things. Okay, exactly. Yeah. But to someone out there who lives in Australia, you might be able to <laughs> decipher that. All right. So it's we mentioned it earlier in the film. So go back, yeah, narrow it down, and then use that clue. I All might right. have said too much. If you're going to rewind it and find those, that's what fine. we talked about. Is this close in enough? Australia? <laughs> and then episode 99 in Congo, I will reveal yeah, right. our hundredth episode, and it will be sweet. It's going to be good. We can't wait. I'm excited. We can't wait. Yes. And me and Adam were talking. It's probably going to be our longest episode. Absolutely. That we ever recorded. That's, yeah, more than likely. It might be longer than the actual movie. <laughs> I would not doubt that. Which I don't think we've ever done that because most movies are like 90 minutes. It's rarer that we have a 90 minute episode. Right. But I have a feeling this is going to go over. And that's a long movie. It's very too. possible. <laughs> I think we're just going to be like, we got to figure out something special. We're going to have to break down like just every little yeah. thing. Maybe we'll see. make like a two or three parter, have rotating cast come in here. Oh, yeah. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll figure it out. Or not. Oh, and the spoilers are coming up. That's right. After, after, uh, after our 100th uh, yeah. uh, special episode. After the final movie. It'll, it'll come up before we did every 25. Now it's, it's uh the last spoilies came after episode fifty. Yeah. So now we have a much wider field yeah. to hit these categories. Some categories include best hero, best villain, 
Yeah. Most what the fuck part, right? Worst movie, wor- best movie, stuff like that. Yeah. We'll probably make up new categories since. Yeah, since we got so many things to choose from. It's a wide, bigger, wide open field. Yeah, I'll right. tell you right now, hint towards my, the favorite for worst film. Okay. I almost quit this podcast <laughs> after we watched it. If you recall what that is, Adam already knows what it yeah. is. That's the early favorite. Unless by some miracle, Congo <laughs> or the hundredth episode really pisses me off. <laughs> well, we'll have to see, I guess. I'm pretty sure that's safe. That's safe so content. since we love the hundredth movie so much, yeah. there's a thing called recency bias where if it happened recently, we only remember that. Yeah. Do you think the hundredth episode is going to win some categories just because we just saw it recently and it's fresh in our mind? No. If it wins categories, it's going to be because of Because the movie of its it merit? Is. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay. I mean, we've, it's, it's, we've been waiting this long and it's, it's been on our mind for so long. Not because we've seen it recently, Years. but because it's, it's just, I just, don't, I just don't want the recency bias. I don't think, I don't, I don't think so. Like the Conjuring 2 came out, right? Yeah. And there's people, I don't have Facebook anymore, but, uh, this horror movie podcast I listened to, he was saying on his Facebook, people were saying the Conjuring 2 is way better than part one. The Conjuring is oh. two is the best horror movie ever. Mm. And he's like, mm, I think you just saw it recently. So it's fresh in your mind. That's why you think it's the best. Right. Well, that, that's like my, my daughter's that way. Her favorite movie is the one she just saw. It's just not, she doesn't really have a favorite movie. It, it, it changes it after every movie she sees. I told, oh, it's my favorite. I told you the joke that my friend Brian has, right? About that, that recency bias, oh. where if you walk out of, Fast 7 Fast and the Furious is my favorite car movie of all time because I saw it today yeah. <laughs> yeah I love that joke alrighty so spoilers are coming up big 100th episodes coming up yeah man and until next time this is Hollywood I'm Adam I'm Adam